This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Waiting for Guffman. You know, I could I could go for Dairy Queen Freeze right about mm-hmm. now. Sounds good. This movie came out in 1996, directed by Christopher Guest, written by Christopher Guest and Eugene Levy, starring Christopher Guest, Eugene Levy, Fred Willard, Catherine O'Hara... Parker Posey, Scott Williamson, Deborah Theaker, Michael Hitchcock, Larry Miller, David Cross, Don Lake, Bob Bobblebomb. <laughs> Bob Bobblebomb. <laughs> Applebomb. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, everybody. Everybody from these, the, the Christopher Guest universe, whatever you want to call this, these films. <laughs> um, all right, Alex, this is your film. What's your history with it? Um, I remember I've once I started watching it, then I had like a little flashback that I did remember watching like part of this movie a long time ago. And I remember kind of enjoying it and stuff, but I never got to finish it and I forgot about it. And now I watched it for the podcast. The end. Scott? <laughs> so I, I, I had a last summer... Um, after I graduated from high school and the, the local video store had like a single small rack of DVDs because that's how new DVDs were. And I think this was one of them and uh, watched it and, uh, you know, knowing some of the other stuff about Christopher Guest. And uh, yeah, this is for, for the podcast now. This is probably my third time seeing it. I'd, I'd seen it at some other point, probably on cable um, in the intervening years. So... It's good. Good to see it again. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got this on DVD. <laughs> the funny story with this is, I got. I went. Sorry, this is back early two thousands when Alex, you guys were all into Mister Show, right? Right. Oh you guys yeah. Would always go. And I never Love watched Mr. it with you guys. I was always leaving, but you guys always talked about it. And I was at Costco, and they were selling a dual, like two DVDs, and it was Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman. And I just thought Best in Show was what you guys were watching. I just confused Mr. Show with Best in Show. Because <laughs> I knew nothing about it. I was like, oh, they all talk about it. So I got, and it was like a two-pack that I got at uh, Costco. Watched them. Loved both of them. I've owned them forever. I've watched these movies dozens of times. And while I, we'll get into it, I really love this movie. I think I like Best in Show more, but I still love this movie. And uh, it's, but, but it has been a while. It's probably been at least 10 years since I have seen it. But it's been part of my DVD collection for a long time. And, uh, yeah, I've always enjoyed it. And going back to Spinal Tap and all of his mockumentaries have always been fun for me. And with that, let's get into it. As usual, we talk about seven items from the movie. Uh, Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven is, and most of this list is just going to be one-liners or specific points in the movie where, like, the ad-libbing was just spot on. 
but uh <laughs> the the uh oh we got to at the very beginning we got to talk about security <laughs> he's like oh here we go <laughs> every year he talks about this we need a rifleman here another rifle over here <laughs> he's like no we, i keep telling you we don't need all this yeah remember how how badly we got egged last year yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I i like that, that whole scene but before you even see anybody uh you hear larry miller he's like okay we, we can get started who wants to go first and I don't know who it was, but one of the guys is like, okay, I think I'll start things off. And he's like, okay, uh, Sharon, what do you got? <laughs> he just completely ignores. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to say this is on my list. <laughs> Maybe I'll remove it. I have so many. Maybe I'll it. But I've seen this movie 12 times. That was the first time I caught the rifle joke. Right. I don't know for some, <laughs> yeah. re- or I don't remember it anyway. Because maybe it's like the very beginning. I'm not really paying attention yet, or whatever. But this time, I was t- you know talk about security. Get ready to rifle. <laughs> and then it ends with remember how badly we got eggs. Oh man, that's good. All right, Scott, number seven. Number seven was uh, the the David Cross bit, the, the only scene in the movie that he's in. Yeah. Um, yeah so so it, was, it was it was pretty funny about. Uh, you know him stretching out in the circle try to measure it uh just yeah. kind of a dumb gag uh but when he starts talking about the the conspiracy theory like that hit a little too close to home like i remember i remember mm-hmm. that scene before and thinking oh yeah that's funny seeing it this time i'm like oh yeah that's funny that's also exactly how people think this <laughs> has been proven over the last few years mm-hmm. um but yeah i liked how how sure he was about how when you step into the circle, the weather is exactly the same every time. Like 67 degrees with a 40% <laughs> chance of rain. Chance of rain. <laughs> yeah. Always. Always. Yeah. It, was, it was fun to see uh, David Cross here. And then... Uh, yeah. Like, I, I don't remember seeing him. Or, well, I'd seen Mr. Show, but uh, in a movie before this, maybe Men in Black came out before this. Alvin and the Chipmunks. I, I, I don't remember that. Um, did you guys... Speaking of which, you guys, you guys caught Bob Odenkirk, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, so he was uh, in a deleted scene. But <laughs> he's in my still, basement. You can still see him in one scene, like he's kind of in the the background during the audition sequence. He's like dressed up as Dracula. Oh, really? Damn it! I didn't see that. You only see him for like a second. But yeah. So I did rent Mister Show. I was correct. I got David Cross and Bob Odenkirk on here. I was right. <laughs> close enough yeah yeah all right uh my number seven i combined two and one is with with that the david cross scene and everything that you add but also is like every year the diameter and circumference change yet the area stays the same or whatever his calculations were <laughs> like yeah. the radius stays the yeah. same yeah and then the other one, like the other like cut away to the guy who's talking about how he got a bunch of guys probed him, and every Sunday around that same time, he can't feel he can't feel his buttocks. This so. is a <laughs> great character actor, uh, Paul Dooley. Yeah, a bajillion things. Yeah. But uh, those always crack me up. They're just random cutaways to guys talking about aliens, and gets me every time. Now right, they Alex. didn't probe me at the same time, mind you. It was, you know, one, <laughs> yeah. one would come in, then the other one would leave, then another one would come in. Yeah, you had to correct. You had to make sure you got that clear. Yeah. All right, Alex, number six. Uh, my number six is another when, when we meet Fred Willard and Catherine O'Hara, and <laughs> again the voiceover starts over like the the text card <laughs> before we even see them, and it's just freaking great with Fred Willard. 
just says, Montezuma's Revenge? No, that's just uh, this is English for good old American diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> Adult diapers don't need to come into this situation at all. That's that one line. Just That's a great, probably the best introduction to Fred Willard in any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Oh, man. I like how yeah, the travel agents that haven't left Blaine. <laughs> All right, Scott, number six. Uh, number six is uh, is, is mostly Bob Balaban, um, but is is made me laugh. It's like how serious the orchestra was throughout the entire play, um, and uh, yeah, not not much more to say about it. But like, I mean, that that's kind of the overall joke for for pretty much all of the Christopher Guest stuff is like how seriously people are taking things mm-hmm. and really, or placing at least placing more importance on what they're doing than, than anybody else would. And uh, yeah, just Bob Ballard. At one point you see him like doing like a shush sign to his orchestra <laughs> and they're all in the tuxedos. Um, it, was, it was making me laugh because I've, I've I'll, I'll probably bring this up again, but I've, I've, you know, I'm sure Alex has too. Uh, been to like small uh, like theater productions like that. Uh, like the local theater productions, and yeah, there is an orchestra pit, and yeah, it is like six or seven people for them to to go all that effort with the, the tuxedos and everything just to mm-hmm. to get ultra seriously. Uh, it was making me laugh. Why do you think I haven't been to a local theater production? I don't. I all I'm saying is I know Alex has. I don't know if yes. you have Jeff. I, I, said I think Alex has none fancy enough to have an orchestra pit, though. Yeah, no, I haven't. But I do like that. I don't know. Are you guys going to talk about that one guy that was pulling double duty on the, on the horns and the percussions? No, that, that, was, a, okay. that was a a cool little bit. But yeah, yeah, it's like Jeebus H. <laughs> they really do need more orchestra people. <laughs> this guy's pulling like triple duty. All right. Oh well, my number six is I just have on my notes Catherine O'Hare. Her freaking uh, hair. That's my number five. <laughs> Her fucking hair in this movie. <laughs> and then especially like at the very end where she had that, that whatever her hair was, but she still had the fan up front. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Kicking my ass the whole movie. Yeah, the Fairley brothers stole that. That's what Laura <laughs> said. What is this? Uh Irish with the name who forgot the name of the movie yeah. back then? Yeah, something about Mary. Something about Mary, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, her hair the entire time having that wave and uh yeah. Uh, all right, Alex, number five. That was also my number five. Just <laughs> that hair was kicking my ass, and it was great. <laughs> all right, good. Well, Scott, good styling five. choice. Yeah. Uh, so my number five was something I could, I had completely forgotten about, and it was the Raging Bull audition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, damn it! You guys are hitting on me. That's my number four. Okay. Uh, I'll let you talk more about it, Alex. But yeah, that, that was that was the first like big laugh for me uh, watching it again because yeah, it caught me off guard. <laughs> All right, uh, so we're on to my number five. Uh, yes, this. So the whole thing with him taking making him take off his glasses. A, it's something that I. I what's one of those lines I still use? You know. <laughs> uh, Contrary Jesus. to popular yeah, contrary opinion. to popular opinion, I can't see it that way. I'll say that with different things. Like, hey, why don't you just do this? Well, contrary to popular opinion, I am not a union contractor or whatever. I was like, <laughs> yeah. but then when he 
<laughs> but he's actually turning the play and he comes out. He's fucking cross-eyed. He's running into stuff. And <laughs> what do your keen and perceptive eyes see? <laughs> oh, fucking cross-eyed. Mm-hmm. So, so, so uh, in California. So I, I went through the trivia. Salt water. <laughs> yeah, it's salt water. Uh, <laughs> you know, he says it. Um, if I'm in a trivia, so Fred Willard didn't know about the glasses gag. So when when he's saying the line about what what is your keen and perceptive IC or like the first time like he finally got why that line was supposed to be funny and like apparently he lost for like 20 minutes again <laughs> <laughs> according to the trivia so. oh god that's good mm-hmm. all right Alex number four my number four is the auditions but yeah specifically the the raging bull uh, audition <laughs> from the old man who I'm sure right isn't an actor they probably got him from the town where they were filming in Texas uh, it's great yeah I'm auditioning for the lead <laughs> did you fuck my wife <laughs> what <laughs> did you fuck my wife <laughs> well, I'm your brother why would you say that <laughs> Oh my gosh, I barely do I haven't seen Raging Bull all the way, but I have seen bits and pieces. And uh uh So it's funny yeah, the, that, the guy, that got the, me it's like the, the yeah. guy does hit like the a little bit of the intonation from, from both of them or like the cadence. So <laughs> so it makes it that much more funny, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And how Corky's like horrified of it too. <laughs> yeah. There's that, there's Eugene Levy's <laughs> audition that was great uh and then fred willard and uh, Catherine o'hara <laughs> she's just wailing like a banshee the whole time oh my I, I did like they were they're wearing the the matching tracksuits yeah the tracksuits yeah. the towel she's <laughs> doing the snaps <laughs> midnight at the oasis all right um, <laughs> scott number four uh, number four, this is probably on people's lists, uh, but uh, I combine two, and it's when Corky gets really upset. Uh, <laughs> so the first time at the, the the city council office, yeah. and then when he's yelling over the phone. Um, so, but <laughs> well, that's just like really funny lines, just like what a like weirdo that he is. Um, so I. Do either of you have that? I have it as an honorable mention. I actually don't have it on my list. Okay, but just in okay, case, so the you're all just bastard people. I'm gonna go yeah. home and bite my <laughs> pillow. A good line. And then uh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna yeah. Bite my pillow and then and cry. And then uh, <laughs> when <laughs> I like the guy's name. What was it? Johnny Savage. Johnny Savage. Savage yeah. yeah. When he when he calls to say can't be in the play. Oh. Well, I hate you, and I hate your ass face. <laughs> <laughs> so, do either of you remember that? They used to play that clip on Mark and Brian. No. Oh, I hate your ass face? Yeah, they would play that clip, and I heard that before I saw the movie, and I was like, I always wonder what that was from when I saw this movie. I was like, oh, that's where it's from. For those of you who don't know, Mark and Brian was a radio morning talk, radio, mm-hmm. morning radio talk show. Way back machine there. Yeah, listen, yeah. listen to them as a kid. Yeah. I did not. I was yeah. more of a Kevin and Bean guy. But speaking of which, as a small aside, uh, I just heard 
Kevin and Sluggo are both on KLOS now. Yeah, they both moved over there. Like, KLOS is taking all comers. Yeah, they sure are. Woo. Is it KLOS? Is that where they went? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know what they're doing over there. Do they have a morning show or something? No, it's in the afternoon. Huh. It was like the le- like the lunch hour or something. It w- it's not as cool as Richard Blade's flashback lunch, but <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> they were just I don't know. They're just it's talking. Is like Richard it was Blade a morning on, show? Um, but it was in the is afternoon. Richard Blade on KLOS now? No, I think he's still over at uh, the robot radio station. What's his face? Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, the Arrow Jack, Jack, Jack FM, FM. <laughs> Arrow. <laughs> yeah, You're Jack going FM. a way, way, way back yeah, machine. Yeah, I know. Why, why the fact that we're sense? talking about terrestrial radio makes me think we're in a way, way. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Uh, I forgot where we left off there. What was that? So sorry. That was that was my number four. Quirky getting upset. Okay. Uh, my number four was the same as Alex's was, was the auditions. Um, yeah, just all of them. And then since you already talked about them, it was more... <laughs> Fred Willard, when he shows up and he sees Eugene Levy, and he just rails off like five jokes in a row about being a dentist. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you got to say pulling teeth at this guy. Why don't you hand out candy to the kids? You know, future customers. You get your best shot. Wouldn't be the first shot you ever gave. Am I right? <laughs> Goes off, and then also when he's leaving the audition, he's like, "What do you want me to do with the stool? You, you want me to strike it?" Yeah, I've worked with him before. I know all the terms. Just, <laughs> oh. God. Yeah, <laughs> just this listing. Even Parker Posey, who's not, you know, she's not the funny woman. Like when she does her little splits at the end and she falls over. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that, that was cute. God. Uh, so yeah, the auditions. So now we're on to Alex number three. My number three is oh, this one caught me way off guard. I'm glad I was glad I wasn't drinking any beverage while this moment was happening because I had a great goofah over it. And the delivery was perfect, where we're at the at the the curator, the muse, the museum curator for uh, what's the place called again? Blaine, 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 to Blaine, <laughs> the Blaine Museum, and he was talking about now everybody thinks that the first alien sighting was in Roswell, New Mexico, but no, it was here in Blaine, an alien spaceship actually landed. The people of Blaine. <laughs> Went up into the into the spaceship for a potluck dinner. <laughs> right when you said that, that took me so off guard. Yeah, Don Don Lake steals quite a few scenes in the. Oh uh, my god! Stuff, right? <laughs> the, the stool capital of the world. Yeah, the stool capital of the world. But yeah, that potluck dinner inside an alien spaceship. <laughs> it's fucking great. Nice. Oh my gosh, that's my joke. For the whole movie. This is my favorite joke. Alright. Scott, number three. Uh, number three was probably the biggest laugh in the entire movie. And it was at the very end. Another thing I completely forgotten about. Um, and it was just throwaway jokes. Um, apparently, uh, Christopher Guest and his editor... Like, it was like something crazy. Like I think it was like 60 hours of footage. Yeah, that they got, I read that too. And then he cut it down. Um, but yeah, at the very end when he's in, yeah, he's in his shop, and they, they go over and he starts showing his my dinner with Andre action figures. <laughs> yeah. Oh That's god! Great. And then he starts yeah, picking them up and kind of playing with them. And then uh, the, the other ones are like the the big heads thing was was funny. The remains of the day lunchbox <laughs> yes. was almost as funny to me as this the, the my dinner with Andre action yeah. figures. But yeah, just the 
kid, well, I forget what the line he says. It was it was like though, like if kids have these, and then, then they're not gonna, they're, then they'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. <laughs> so, like, I I wonder was was that like a big movie like in that year? It's not important, but uh, yeah, it's still very funny. I've never even heard of either of those movies. <laughs> I've heard of Remains of the Day as a movie. Isn't Daryl Andre is a theater? It's a show, right? It it is, but I, they, I think they have made it into a movie. Oh, okay. So, mm. all right. Uh, so we're on to my number three, and uh, the cast. I mean, these always these people are just the best in these movies. But I have to call out Fred Willard again. Just oh my god, he's his improvisation. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I already mentioned all the stuff with the dentist and just, uh, just everything with him in this movie crack. One part where she's like fixing his hair. You know, you know the way I like it with his hair and uh, just <laughs> when he's, <laughs> when he's has that little handkerchief and he like puts it around Parker Posey and then he goes over to Eugene Levy and he acts, you know, all stiff and weird about it. And he thinks it's so funny and he has to keep doing it to repeat the joke and ah. Uh, I like yeah. the, the the clearly ad lib line, like like within the the play, when when he says, yeah. "Sounds like you need a better travel agent." <laughs> <laughs> it's such like a douchey thing to do. So, but you would totally happen in a small town, right? Yeah, like, like you yeah. totally see that guy doing it. Like, yeah, it was very much like an in character thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Fred Willard, just like he's the best part of Best in Show, and. He's the best part of this, too. So good. R.I.P. Wait, and I want to say he mentioned like some nun, like Sister Mary Margaret thing. You guys remember that? Oh, the, he was talking about a high school. It was like my Sacred Heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the football teams and stuff. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. he mention like Sacred Heart somewhere in Best in Show also? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember that either. But oh, yeah, that's a good scene. That's, that's maybe a good it's scene. A, yeah. Maybe it's an anchor man. Where he's talking about when he's talking to the nun because his kids like burned down the school or something. <laughs> so this is after Corky quits and they, they go back to them and he, he says something like, like, she hasn't cried this much since, since the day we got wedding. married. Yeah. yeah. Day of our marriage. <laughs> yeah. She's all crying. Oh, sorry, Ron, you're strong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe we should have quit when I played football and the starting quarterback went down and then we had to put the back in down and then he went down to the third string quarterback and then we beat them and they went on to win the, <laughs> the state <laughs> championship or something. That, was, that was my favorite part about how they're the ones that went up still like winning everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right uh do you remember like back in the day like the first time my first introduction to fred willard was actually on jay leno the tonight show and he would just have him on just improvising the whole time and he pretend like he's like at a, at a on a phone or like some kind of he's having a conversation and he would just all of a sudden he'd be talking he'd look off screen and just like just imp- the whole just improvising the entire time and oh this guy's funny and then I saw my movies and he's even funnier do, do you remember a great story R.I.P. they had it on Nick at Night the, the Fernwood Tonight Mm-mm. so it was Martin Mole he's like a talk show host the whole thing was a parody and like Fred Willard was his uh, sort of like Ed McMahon Okay, no, I don't remember that. I have to go back Andy and watch Richard. these because, like, that had to be fucking hilarious, even if it was like toned down a little bit, maybe. Uh, all right, uh, mm-hmm. Alex, number two. 
My number two is Christopher Guest as Corky. Uh, just <laughs> a great character. Uh, very flamboyant. I love the way his cringy style <laughs> of clothing that he has. But he owns it and nobody says anything about it because he's one of these show business people. Yeah. And that, that line that really killed me. He's like, oh, because I was out shopping for dresses. You know, I shop for my wife. I do all the clothes shopping for her. And and it's like, it's a it's a one-off. <laughs> Everything is like, wait, okay. And that kind of fooled me a little bit. He's like, all right, maybe he's just an effeminate man. And then, but I was curious as to what kind of a woman would marry him, how she is. But then <laughs> she's never there. I think, doesn't, doesn't uh, Eugene Levy's wife yes. say something about that in the middle yeah, of the movie? she's yeah. like... You know, Hollywood people are very, you know, they're very distraught. They need, you know, kind of support system. Maybe it's because his wife isn't there. Like, I never <laughs> see her. She's never there. Maybe that's why he's so broken up about this. It's like, oh, yeah. my gosh. And then him just flagrantly hitting on uh, Johnny Savage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, give it, I have my phone number. You can call me anytime. But don't give it out. Don't give it out. It's unlisted. <laughs> And them and you bastard people. It's awesome. It's heartbreaking. He says he's sitting there in this fucking overalls and the beanie when he realizes that that's not government who we brought to the backstage and he just sits all in that little tiny yeah. chair. Yeah, yeah I'm mean, having the propeller beanie for the oh, entire last oh my like, gosh. sequence. Is great. Yeah. Alex, or sorry, Scott, number two. Uh, number two is, is the musical. I, I like that they... They were kind of uh, I don't know, respectful is the right word about about the process, you know. They they came up with an actual musical to to plug in here, and for like a small town musical, like it, it really does work. I, I like that they yeah. they didn't have the whole thing fall apart. Um, you know, they they have some payoff or jokes pay off in the, in the middle of it. Um, like you have like Eugene Levy in the glasses and things like that. Um, yeah, just just like how like kind of hokey it is, but it's fun for the people that are there. Um, yeah, it is like perfectly serviceable for for what it was supposed to be. Like you know, it is very funny that people think they're going to, to Broadway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> based on that, I'm, I want to go down on the show, but um, yeah, I actually like the 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 amount of thought and care that went into having the the thing in there and i again going through the trivia they they cut other sequences that that made some of it make a little more sense not that it didn't make sense but that uh added some stuff like there was supposed to be a a whole uh number about how nothing happens in blaine which like ties into the nothing happens on mars right uh, mm. thing um i mean not, not not a huge difference but just an example of like how much more they had for the musical that they wound up cutting yeah, this is kind of my number two as well. I love that they they go for it. it's very earnest, right? Like right, right. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they messed up a couple times, right? Welcome, you know, you're whatever. Eugene Levy like fumbles a line, <laughs> and but it's it's good. Like it is a small town theater. Like they don't. You kind of probably hoping you're not hoping, but you're thinking it's going to be a total disaster, and it's not. And there's some catchy songs and everything. Yeah. Which did you see? The music was by Spinal Tap, basically. Yeah, yeah I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but it just kills me. The the genius of um yeah, Johnny Savage or whatever pulling out and Corky has to play the role of the young man. And <laughs> oh god, almost every scene where he's doing stuff in that was, 
I'm dying. Like when he's a soldier, <laughs> yeah. like the costumes don't fit. And he just, oh, she's all the you're gonna leave, and he's like, don't worry, I will be here for <laughs> yeah. you. And just the one part where the very beginning, he's like, everybody dance. <laughs> he's just all over the place. I that was I was dying the whole time. Every time I saw him on on stage, it was just cracking me up because everybody else is like doing it. Yeah, and you see like, young Parker Posey in this. I don't know how old he's supposed to be in this movie. Like he's mid forties or or whatever. Oh god, it was killing me. Uh, so yeah, and then yeah, I just it was a decent play. The songs are fun, and uh, and just yeah, how much the small town they would love it, right? It's small. It's yeah. their people they know. It's about their own town, and yeah, I did. I did like that the the actor um, Hitchcock, the, yeah, the guy that was the. Parker Posey's husband and best in show. Busy B. <laughs> like how into the show he was. Yeah, or <laughs> into the quirky. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah, into the quirky, but just like him just like wide-eyed with like it's totally into it. Yeah, was, <laughs> was Damn it, I wish I was in the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh Alex number one. My number one is, and I guess you could say this for all, you know, these mockumentary Christopher Guest movies, but it, it still blows me away how just ad libbing you could you could get such just comedy gold, and not ad libbing is hard. I, I've tried to do it before; it's tough. It's like really fucking hard. So for them to a group <laughs> of actors just wing it pretty much like on a on a outline of a movie, and have it come out with a, a great film like this is just stupefying. It is, and I, I don't know. Like how much of it? I mean, is it like Curb? You know, like where it's just an outline. That's it. Or was there a script? Okay, this is the script, but you just go from there. So, I don't know. So like, in in the trivia, and I don't know how true this is. The trivia said the only scripted stuff was for the for the musical. musical. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. And it I makes mean, sense. honestly, I mean, they had to outline some stuff where like, like, like Don Lake is like, okay, say something about how this is like the stool capital of like whatever or. Yeah, come up with something about aliens, like right, right. It's outline, but no yeah, dialogue yeah. written. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's awesome. And if they had like sixty hours of footage, it tracks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just kept riffing and riffing and riffing, and you just got to pick the best parts. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of it doesn't work. Right, you say it is hard, even for the best. So there's a lot. Of yeah. Like, yeah. All right, Scott, number one. Uh, number one, uh, you you pretty much covered Jeff, but. Corky in the play, um, especially all the romance stuff with Parker Posey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, just the what was the line about them kissing? Uh, I forget what it was, but um, I don't remember. Yeah, just just so clearly like not Come right on for now, the part. Just one kiss, <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the propeller beanie uh, with the like the. Leaderos and style shorts. The <laughs> like, like you said, Jeff. Let's dance. <laughs> Everybody dance. dance. Just like how enthusiastic he's about the whole thing. Yeah, it's it was the the best part of the play, and then overall in the movie. Yeah. All right. Well, my number one is the dinner scene and the whole penis reduction, <laughs> vagina enlargement <laughs> jokes. Oh God. 
cracks me up. I remember the first time I saw that I was dying and even this time. Just, just, and just her. She's playing it. She's playing drunk like so well. And just, just the girls are talking. <laughs> and, and he said, why don't you get one of those vagina enlargements? <laughs> oh, God. And my favorite part of that is if you watch the commentary, I think it's just Christopher Guest and Eugene Levy. And they said they were going to have flashbacks to him in high school and track and doing hurdles and just him clearing the hurdle. But every single hurdle still not being knocked over. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, cracks me up. But uh, yeah, dinner scene and uh, the penis reduction slash. <laughs> That's at the beginning when she talks about they left Blaine one time to go to Jackson City or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Jefferson City. Oh, yeah. There's small procedure <laughs> all right uh that's it any honorable mentions you guys yeah. know mine but that's all S- i got something i thought that was really funny was the 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 stairs up to his apartment yeah that was weird <laughs> so, so weird <laughs> uh they all have to go up there at one point um so that was funny uh not not so much a joke but i i was wondering like why the hell is he wearing the the judy tenuta yeah. sweatshirt and so i and he's in it like for a few scenes in the beginning of the movie and i looked it up and i guess she's she's a, a big lbgt advocate um so it's just like another way to like hint that <laughs> that he was not straight yeah. um so that that's why she was she was wearing that so not not really so much of a joke is just a weird thing for him to wear and make reference to his character mm-hmm. and they're like from the same scene right i wanted they're probably friends too oh i'm sure they know each other yeah yeah the whole comedic scene comedy scene Uh, aside from that i liked it when uh, corky was in the bathtub listening to (laughs) a ranchera song (laughs) about a guy that did not want tortillas (laughs) um and then it was uh oh yeah another small note this goes back to corky in the play um that made me laugh out loud the the scene when McKinley's pulling away, so the, the the scene's over, and the train piece is being pulled off, and like the buildings in the background being pulled off, and so the whole cast just kind of does this weird shuffle backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like whoa, it looks like they're moving. <laughs> it looks like a almost like a Charlie Brown, the crowd moving in Charlie Brown almost. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And yeah. On which I had was Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> yes. Deadpan, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Change, change the belt and that motor over there. You know, you do whatever. He just gives Corpy the weirdest look. Uh, my last honorable mention is <laughs> the saddest point in the movie when Corky quits and Parker Posey's talking about how <laughs> she's going to. Well, yeah, I talked to my boss. He said they'd take me back at Dairy Queen. It's just no problem. And she's smoking, and that's sad enough. But then they show yeah. she's just cooking just one little chicken wing in the middle of this big uh, charcoal grill. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, that is the, one of the saddest things I've ever seen on film. Yeah. She's good in this. She doesn't have, doesn't have much to do, but she's good in this. I think she's better and best in show, but I still think mm-hmm. she's good in this. Yeah. They all are. Yeah. Yeah. Only thing I was sad is that Michael McKean wasn't actually in this, but oh well. Mm-hmm. All right, and with that, it's time to rate it, and uh, we rate on a scale of one to seven: <laughs> one being garbage, and seven being perfection. That's right. 
Alex, what do you rate this movie? I'm going to give this... I'll give it a solid five. I really like this movie. It's not my favorite one of the mockumentaries, of course, but it's still really good. Okay. Uh, Scott? Uh, this is tough. Uh, I will also give it a five. Um, again, a lot of stuff that I that I really liked and thought was funny, but I just, just I don't think it's on the same level for me, anyways, as as some of the other Christopher Guest stuff. Yes. All right, I will give it a six. I really like it. Uh, like I said, I think Best in Show is better, but I think it's just just behind it. I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, like I said, I've owned it. I've watched it several several times, which means it falls in a six for me. And with that, it's time for our crossover topic, which is what, Alex? It is our top five uh, theatrical theater scenes, but inside of movies. Correct. So when inside a movie or TV show they put on a stage play, that's what we're talking about. All right. Well, what's your number five? My number five is one that we just saw recently from the Hawkeye show on Disney+. Plus. It is Rogers oh, the Musical. Damn it. Okay, honorable mention. <laughs> I forget about that. Yeah, I was thought of that. It's honorable mention, but I'd not use it. That's a good one. Yeah. I use Rogers the Musical. It's great. I could do this all day. And I, I, I was talking with uh, some of our listeners, and uh, one of them was pretty adamant that how much he hated the, <laughs> the musical, and I, and I was pretty adamant about how much I wanted to see the whole thing. Yep. All right, Scott, number five. Uh, number five is uh, Shakespeare in Love. Um, so, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, quite a few theater scenes in this. Um, Chicago and Moulin Rouge and not what else we're going to get from Scott. I did not have place. Chicago on my list, Jeff. Okay. Uh, Jake's Moulin Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not not deny it, Jeff. Uh <laughs> There's a bunch of sequences in, in this. Um, if, if I had to pick one, um, it, it's it's probably getting close to the third act when there's the the big brawl in the the at that point they're not in the globe, um, but in the, the theater where they've been rehearsing all along, and uh, it's just the whole thing's beautifully shot. And um, at one point, there's like feathers flying everywhere, and uh, yeah, I. Uh, recommend this movie if nobody's seen it. If somebody out there oh. has not seen it. Mm-hmm. All right. On to my number five. I'm going classic here. Ooh. And that would be Pinocchio. It's a me, Pinocchio. So okay. when he works for um, Stromboli. Stromboli. Yeah, Stromboli. And he's they got no strings to tie me down. It's kind mm-hmm. of it's a, it's a marionette show. It's a show. No yeah, but he's alive, so it's a play. There you go. So, yeah. Pinocchio, number five. Scott, I'm sorry, Alex, number four. <laughs> My number four is from the movie Hot Fuzz. <laughs> when they go to oh, the... damn it. <laughs> Romeo oh, and Juliet okay. <laughs> interpretation of the director. <laughs> damn it. Scott, so everybody's costumes are kind of similar to the ones from the Romeo plus Juliet movie. From uh, what's his face? Who did that one? The Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> it is awful. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. <laughs> and it's so damn funny. Okay. 
that you don't remember the, that at all. The, 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 just look the look, me, look, me, say that the look, of, the look of absolute horror on, on Simon Pegg's face. Yeah. He can't believe what he's saying. It's like, and you killed him for that? Well, he murdered Shakespeare. Who? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> sure. All right, Scott, number four. I'm, I'm replacement number four with that one. That was, that one, <laughs> if I thought of that initially, it probably would higher my list. But I'm, I'm going to scramble here. That scene is is absolutely hilarious. Uh, yeah. So, hot fuzz. Uh, uh-huh. All right. Romeo plus Juliet. Uh, my number four comes from a TV show, and that would be Game of Thrones. And it's later, one of the later seasons. I don't remember where Arya is kind of. She's supposed to like poison one of the actors, but they're doing this whole recreation of the king and how Joffrey becomes king and all the stuff that happens with Ned Stark and all that stuff. It was pretty funny. I, I enjoyed it. I was like, I want to see, I want to see the whole series done this way. Um, <laughs> with the they, they show the part where they're um, pulling the guts out of who was that now? Who did they? William Mullis. Who was that? Who did they? Uh, I oh, never mind. I'm thinking of Braveheart when the little midgets are. Um... <laughs> yeah, I just said. Oh, okay. Willie Wallace. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. Uh, anyway, there is some hilarious stuff in there with the, with, yeah, Tyrion Lannister and uh, all that stuff. So yeah, that's my number four, Game of Thrones. Alex, number three. My number three is from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Remember this? Producers. <laughs> Yeah, when Mel Brooks is like absolutely hates putting on the he doesn't wants to do nothing else with the producers. He hates it. He wants to get rid of it. He's done. So what does he do? It's a brilliant idea to cast Larry David in the lead, <laughs> <laughs> so that it would be so horrible that it would get canceled on Broadway. <laughs> so it's just like the fucking movie where he's out in the bar and he's celebrating and everything. Oh my gosh, they're never gonna play this in fifty million years. And the whole crowd is like, oh my gosh. It's hilarious. <laughs> Larry David just goes off. It's yeah. like he goes way off script. Oh, it was great. Was that Very was that the meta. same episode or series of episodes where they they had the woman signing off to the side and and she had like the huge cans and, <laughs> and Larry kept like pointing out that people were being distracted by her and nobody would admit it. Is that the I don't remember that. I don't remember either. I just remember the producers <laughs> because yeah. the producers and Mel Brooks. I just thought people. I thought Mel Brooks thought it was terrible because he had David Schwimmer in it. David Schwimmer. He was also in it. Yeah, he plays the young pretty. He plays the Gene oh, okay. Wilder. Yeah, Gene Wilder character. Okay. Yeah. Not a big fan of David Schwimmer. Anyway. <laughs> and uh, uh, Scott, number three. Yeah, number three is a skit uh, from the whitest kids you know. Uh, <laughs> honorable mention <laughs> the 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 abraham lincoln at the ford theater um i, I don't want to spoil this um but if anybody wants to look up the skit it's it's there's some salty language um but it is goddamn hilarious um r.i.p the uh trevor moore um the guy that, that plays john wilkes booth on that uh actually passed away last year in like an accident um oh damn but, that's right uh, yeah, but uh, so that 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 part of it's sad, but that that skit is probably their 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 biggest or their yeah, most like, like crowning achievement. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> funny on several we levels. Step, 
Mr. Lincoln, please. <laughs> you fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> oh, God. So, anyways, why does kids you know? Abraham Lincoln, Ford Theater scene. Sequel. Yes. Or skit. Number three. All right. Uh, my number three is... AIDS, 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 oh, AIDS, AIDS, damn AIDS, it, AIDS, 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 AIDS. God, I'm dropping <laughs> the ball on this one. Oh, man. Team America, World Police, the, the, the play about AIDS. Just ripping. <laughs> my father, here. AIDS. My sister, AIDS. AIDS. My grandma and my do- dog, old blue. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. <laughs> Everybody has AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. AIDS, 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 AIDS. Yeah, just taking the piss out of rent. This is awesome. <laughs> he died of AIDS. All right, uh, Alex, number two. My number two is I guess you can kind of call this live theater, but uh, in The Simpsons, when Marge auditions for the streetcar named Desire and she gets the leading role as Blanche Dubois. <gasps> nice. That was great. Great performance of Streetcar. Uh, <laughs> Flanders was uh, what's his face? Marlon Brando, yeah. Stella, and he gets stabbed. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, number two. Uh, number two, also The Simpsons. Uh, I'm surprised somebody's mentioned it already, but the the Planet of the Apes musical. With That's my number one. Damn it! <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll 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 leave you guys for the rest of it then. Okay, well, my number two, this is actually the first one I thought of, and I don't know why, but it's Revenge of the Nerds and the talent show, and uh, it's more of like a music video than a the thing, but I'll, I'm going to allow it, because it's my own video. I don't they, do, my own they do topic. the weird... Like, <laughs> it's your podcast, so yeah. Yeah. Clap your hands, everybody, everybody. and everybody, clap, clap your hands. Because we're Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. And we're here to rock. I forgot whatever, but <laughs> anyway, it just starts out with Poindexter with his spiky hair on the electric violin. Uh, so good. I everything about it. It was it is it's so terrible. I think it's actually fucking terrible. But yeah, it had fireworks and it was way better than the jocks dressed as cheerleaders and the cheerleaders just like the jocks and the other. I already forgot what the bad guy fraternity was. The jock fraternity. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anyway, Revenge of the Nerds is my number two. Uh, Alex, what's your number one? My number one is from Rushmore. The final Vietnam War play that he has at the end. It's freaking fantastic. Oh, man, you guys are killing it. I'm, my list is terrible. It's like, oh, I can't, like, it's a high school play, but he masterfully written into all this production value. Tiny helicopters. It's yeah, awesome. Just like Vietnam, it's about the Vietnam War. Yeah, <laughs> just nothing that he would know anything about personally. Yeah, yeah. It's... Yeah. Awesome. All right, Scott. Number one. Uh, number one is uh, from a video game. Uh... <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll just sort of explaining for Alex. Jeff, Jeff will know what I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah. Secret of Mana. <laughs> no, no. Oh. uh it'd be final fantasy 6 and that would be the opera scene <laughs> that's so good <laughs> Maria, <Falco. laughs> so the, the many sounds that they had to do yeah. to emulate voices awesome <laughs> it's freaking amazing 
And then for, I gotta the, play they, that game they had again. the special foreground with the the conductor. You see him like the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, orchestra yeah, pit yeah. and everything. He yeah. was working his ass off. That was an amazing sequence. All right. Uh, well, my number one is the Doctor Zayas uh, <laughs> musical or Planet of the Apes musical from The Simpsons. Uh, that's one of the best episodes ever, and <laughs> the whole thing. Is, I I hate every ape I see from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. <laughs> God damn it! You finally you, made Dr. a Zayas. monkey. Yes, you finally made a monkey. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love you, Dr. (laughs) Zeus. Exactly. That's that's the best part. I love you, Dr. Zeus. And I got to admit, I was thinking of The Simpsons. I saw that before I actually saw The Planet of the Apes. And, uh, yeah, I kind of thought Dr. Zeus was a good guy because he loved him. But he's not a good guy. And the, the whole like one of the the songs in it is like set to Amadeus, right? Yeah, yes. Doctor Zeus. 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 Hey, I thought you said he was dead. <laughs> no, what I said was he sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> you see? Oh, Tony, no, I just only ate a whole plate of thingamagoo. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were so good at one point. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said he was dead. Oh, man. <laughs> said he sleeps with the fishes. All right, that's it. Any honorable mentions? No, just all the ones you guys mentioned that I failed on. <laughs> what was your yeah. Moulin Rouge? Oh, okay. I guess it's, I guess it's not a mention now. <laughs> that would be the the if I had to pick a sequence from that the uh, final rehearsal uh, when the the Duke demands that they change everything. Then mm-hmm. I could have sworn Alex was going to put <laughs> Jawaza singing with Sice Noodles in Jabba's palace. Who needs it? Ah, that's more of a. Perform it like a like a concert type of thing. That's not a play, really. Okay, fine. It's the it was theater. Eh. It wasn't. I just wanted to hear you say. It. I guess honorable mention to <laughs> no, no, no. sort of the no, always sunny. The oh, that's the a good one. Nightman cometh. The nightman cometh. All right, damn, would, yeah, that you was good too. yourself, Scott. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. All right, I can live with that. <laughs> Day man. <laughs> Fighter of the night, man. <laughs> Master of karate. And, and friendship. And for friendship. everyone. <laughs> That's good. All right. And with that, it's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, uh, lockout. It's over with the MLBs. Woohoo! Players are going in there, and they're they're making deals. They're getting traded. And, uh, let's see. Uh, Mariners, I think we got to boycott them because they're making deals with the Reds. Eh, I don't, not, not too, not a good look right there, Mariners. Uh, the, <laughs> the Braves, uh, are, uh, making Matt Olson a blockbuster. And, uh, they keep, uh, let's see, the Mets sign Adam Otto Octavian to their bullpen. Well, he's got that, eight arms. That- of course, he's going to be good. That they, they signed Doc Ock? They did. Octavius? <laughs> yeah. That that guy can go F himself, by the way. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he had some not nice things to say when he was on the mound facing Shohei Otani. Oh, I have oh. that guy then. Yeah, forever. And uh, real Andrew, class act, that guy. <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon is headed to Milwaukee. I don't know if he's going to play baseball there. He's just going to Milwaukee. <laughs> he just likes the culture. Yeah. Um, he, he's going to go to the whitest place in America. <laughs> as as a as a someone who's less white, let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, deals uh, getting made left and right. Teams are trading again. Yeah, so baseball. So on a, on a on a nerdy baseball note, so this is like the one good thing for me anyway to, to come out of the stupid lockout is uh, all the the wheeling and dealing that has to get done now. That would have like most of it already would have been done. Um, and now it's all very compacted. So like every day there's something like, like, Oh, okay. Like, I don't, I don't know every player, but like about half of them, I'm like, okay. And it's interesting if you're a baseball nerd. I don't know anybody in baseball anymore. In our chat, when you guys are all saying who's getting picked up and who's trade, I'm like, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. Oh, but the twins are getting sunny gray. Well, here, I got, got one for you, Jim. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say what I was going to say because I think we should end on that one. <laughs> okay, then it's time for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. So going from a, a funny note uh, to something uh, more sad. Um, so uh, Scott Hall, um, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, uh, passed away. Um, he'd, he'd been on life support, um, so he he this wasn't super sudden, I guess. I, I don't know the whole story, but uh, um, he had health issues for years. Um, so this is one one of the uh, kind of seminal, uh, like I I don't want to say um, like figures that revived wrestling, but like when I picture like wrestling like this is one of the guys like there's, there's like that jump there's like the 80s with all those guys and then there's like a big gap there and then there's guys like kevin nash and uh and him and and like the, the other guys god was such a big nwo fan wow i know like mm-hmm. I, I i know barely anything about it but um yeah just i i do remember him uh and his story's pretty sad he had a lot of demons uh just in, in general, like the, these guys that are the pro wrestlers, like it's it's rough. <laughs> like they they don't get compensated, they don't get healthcare after the fact. Like very few of them are mm-hmm. like doing well for themselves. To I mean, to be fair, like like a lot of them, like again, have some issues with the lifestyle, and but it kind of feeds itself with, with some of the stuff like painkillers and things. And exactly, uh, I was just talking to Laura about that. She's like, so many wrestlers die young. I'm like, yeah, it's because. They destroy their body for their yeah. entire lives, and then they get like no rest. They self medicate with painkillers, alcohol, all this stuff, and then the roids don't help. And just yeah, and then they just kind of get Vince McMahon's done with them, and they go away or yeah, WCW, like whatever. It's just, the, 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 yeah, it's yeah, very few. It's like The Rock is success story, right? Very yeah, few come yeah, out. There's, there's some of them that like John Cena. Like, yeah. If you only come out with a limp. I think you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. 
Like yeah, serious, yeah. like at Stone Cold or something like that. It's it's rough out there, man. Yeah, or you got to marry the daughter. Like that's it. Like I don't know how else you. <laughs> I mean, I shit. I bet Triple H can barely walk. He's sure, but he's doing good for himself. He'll yeah, get yeah, taken care of. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's definitely like <laughs> he he's like yeah, been a little smarter. But um, well, he should yeah, have trusted just, McMahon. That's all like, I'm saying. I, I just wonder. Just wonder if I'm like you never trust, never trust McMahon. I wonder, like, <laughs> like. Whenever they do like a big documentary, like twenty five years down the road, like, like how much of a real life shit heel McMahon's gonna look like? To, <laughs> like he already does. I mean, he already does, but like not enough for for people to like stop. Like, no, yeah, that's true. Like boycotting his, yeah. his, his product or but... Yeah, and I'm not the right person. My product. Sucky, but you, these guys worship it. it. It's weird. Like some guys. Yeah, it's like know, the like life. This is the life they want to live. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, like I was watching a thing on Undertaker, and it was all like he kept retiring, and then he Vince McMahon would whisper something to him, and he just didn't want to let Vince down. And they're all about pleasing Vince. Yeah, it's it's so weird, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you watch that. What does it be? Not be well beyond the mat is one, but there's the the show right, the dark side of the ring or whatever. It's terrible stuff. And we're only talking about the guys who actually make it, right? How many of these guys destroy their bodies and don't yeah. even get, or, or doing like mm-hmm. the they, they still have like the local, right? Like like if, if, if you've seen the wrestler, right? I actually, haven't seen the wrestler. Oh, we should do that. Me either. Uh, that definitely just puts there. a big spotlight on on that on that kind of life. Uh, yeah, you guys watch Beyond the Mat. I've never seen that one. That's pretty it's like about with Mick Foley and um, what's his face Uh, Jake the Snake and some of the stuff like after it's not good yeah Yeah, just a lot of it's just sad yeah yeah. there's like the I quit with uh, Mick Foley you see him behind the scenes and he's with his wife and his kid and they love him and there's that I quit I don't know if you guys remember it was a was a Royal Rumble it was actually here it was an anime at the Honda Center or the Pond and just the rock just keeps hitting him in the head with the chair and they have the camera on the wife and kids and the kids are just crying and screaming and the wife has to leave because her kids are getting traumatized by <laughs> fully getting hit there with the, by the rock and he goes backstage and he's just afterwards and he's just gushing blood and all he can think about is well he's concussed and he's done to do a good show and you know, the rock comes in. Rock kind of comes off as kind of a douchebag. He's like, good job, man, or whatever. And just leaves. Doesn't realize, like, to put himself over, he just almost killed a man. And the kids come in and see daddy bleed. It's it's messed up, man. And then he says, mm-hmm. you know, after watching the video, he's never going to do it again. And then, of course, he wrestles for another <laughs> 10, 20 years yeah. or whatever. Because it's yeah. in their blood. But, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> been mentioned before, but, like, Mick, Mick Foley, uh, legit, like, Good human being, <laughs> yeah. Like he's done a lot of good stuff outside of wrestling. So, yeah. You guys ever see a Santa Claus documentary with him? I think it's mm. called "I Am Santa Claus," and there's like I think I started four, watching it. Yeah. yeah, it was like four different people who they take Santa Claus really personally, and and or not personally, but like like they just love it. And like one the guy, but he plays it, but he also like he has like a Santa like a Christmas room or Christmas house where it's just like 24 hours Christmas and stuff. It's just crazy. He's a good guy. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so that's uh, that's enough sad yeah. news. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just a couple of, of light notes. As I, as I mentioned last week, I had started Fast 9 and I was able to finish it. Um, I guess Ooh, it was less far than 30 in, days? 
<laughs> yes. Uh, but not, Penny. but, but Jeff, not less than 48. I gotcha. Uh, <laughs> so uh, not much to add on to last week. This is, this is probably my least favorite <laughs> out of all of them. Um, they just, it, it felt like they've just really given up at this point. Um, so some of the, the like ridiculous, like CGI stunts are still kind of fun. Um, and that's never really been my problem with, with, with any of this stuff, but uh, um, yeah, it's just not not a good movie, <laughs> not not a fun movie for me, I should say, which is the bigger crime. <laughs> um, so, if you like super into it, that's great. Um, if if not, the go watch Hobbs and Shaw if that's what you're looking for. That was the more recent fair that was a lot more fun. Mm. Um, so. Uh, the only thing I wanted to mention was I was so I this is funny I I had to stop watching uh, Fast Nine um, because I wasn't able to pay attention to it and I know that sounds funny but not not because I couldn't follow the story or anything but like I wasn't able to like see the the stunts because I had to keep looking away from the TV because I was putting together some furniture um, so instead I I put on Brooklyn Nine Nine which I've seen episodes of but never really sat down to like make a concerted effort. Um, and I'm, I'm most of the way through the first season. Um, it's, it's a really funny show. Um, mm-hmm. about that, that have not watched this. Um, like this, some, it, it takes, uh, like a lot of these, these, these comedies, it takes like about half the season before it starts really in its stride with what they want to do with the characters and kind of what's working and what it isn't. Um, uh, and uh yeah it's just it's a lot of fun uh a lot of characters over the top andre brower kind of steals the show as the the super straight laced uh police captain um it's andy sandberg's show and he he's like in a way he's like the best and worst part of the show <laughs> um just the the kind of constant mugging that he's doing uh but uh you know, you, but he does do a lot of funny stuff too um so uh yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. A lot of a lot of funny stuff going on there. Some funny characters, uh, and easy to watch um, on Hulu. And uh, yeah, that's that's all I wanted to go over. Um, Alex, anything you wanted to mention? Yes, I watched Turning Red, okay. the new Pixar the Pixar movie from uh, Disney Plus from Pixar, and it is great. I really liked it. Um, I mean it. it Pixar is like I think on a good run right now because they had Soul, which was a good movie, but it's like, eh, not it's so existential that it kind of loses its audience a little bit. Like I was kind of into it, but it's not one that I'm gonna go and rewatch anytime soon, you know. Uh, then they came out with Luca, and that was a lot of fun. Luca, and Luca, Luca. Yeah, it doesn't hurt that my <laughs> my eldest son is also named Luca, but uh, that movie was great, funny, poignant, you know classic Pixar stuff. And it seems like turning red, kind of the same thing, uh, set, uh, in Toronto in 2002. And, uh, a young, I don't want to say, I'm guessing Chinese, but I don't want to say probably, but definitely Asian and going through the troubles of, uh, growing up, a coming of age story, so to speak. And she turns into a big red panda and it's awesome. Like just, Based on the name, I can't help but think that it's a metaphor for something. <laughs> Based on what I know in the movie, but 
Uh, yeah, and that's why people are getting all uh, bent out of shape about it. And it, I don't, I honestly, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, movies are supposed to be sometimes uncomfortable. They're supposed to challenge you. It's like these, let's destigmatize some things because it's, it happens every day to like half of the population on earth. So get over it. But the movie is, it's, it's good. Uh, again, like I, I haven't watched it, but uh, I think it's worth mentioning again. The, I like just based on the trailers that, None of the struggles they're going like her and her friends are going through have to do with like, like bullying or, or anything like that. It's just like kind of more growing up stuff. It seemed like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is one bully, but eh, yeah, it's not the fo- he's not the focal point. Okay. You know, yeah, that's not the crux. Oh, I have to beat this. It's not like three o'clock high where he has to put on brass knuckles to beat up the bully at the end of the movie. And then he gets arrested for for assault and battery. <laughs> Except he doesn't because the principal himself says, kick his ass. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, turning red. Go watch it. All right. Anything else? Sorry, was that just direct to Disney Plus or was that in the theaters too? No, it was direct to Disney Plus. Which I was very happy about. Was that, do we know, like, is that because it was always scheduled for that or because of COVID and they just... Mm, you know what? I don't know. I think yeah. it was always scheduled like that because there wasn't any like lawsuits. There wasn't any advertisement was, that I was, ever saw that said just coming to theaters or anything like that. Was was Encanto in theaters? I also don't know. I think that one also came straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Interesting. I mean, maybe, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they they want something to hang their hat on with the the kind of. There's not a lot coming in at the moment with no MCU stuff, and they just got past uh, Book of Boba Fett. Poop. Book, Book of Poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, maybe they're yeah they're waiting for a big blockbuster again, like another Spider-Man or something. Spider-Man or some- the uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness before they do like only uh, in theaters again. Some- something one of the MCU things is coming to Moon Knight. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, like one of the, the theatrical releases, right? Maybe I'm thinking something else. But yeah, Moon Knight. Come here. It's Moon the Night. Cloak. Save me. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> anything else, Alex? Uh, nope, that's it. All right. Hefe. Uh, a couple things. The Obi Wan Kenobi trailer dropped for oh, Disney yeah. Plus. I saw that. Um, eh, it was all right. Yeah, more sand. Yeah, more sand, more Tatooine. I mean, he looks fine. It was cool to yeah, see. He uh, yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Joel Edgerton, his Uncle Owen, and all that stuff. I just, that Inquisitor stuff kind of always bugged me. It bugged me in the video games, and it bugged me in a little bit of the Clone Wars. So it seems like it's going to be heavy on that. What, but, what is what is that? The Inquisitors are these guys that like hunt down Jedi, basically. So it's okay. in the, I don't know for the comics, but the cartoons... It's more than just Obi Wan and Yoda who escaped the Order sixty six, right? There's Jedi out there, and there's. Right. Well, there's a, I mean, there's uh, what's your face, right? Yeah, there's Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Ahsoka. So, so at least three. Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, but and, technically uh, she's not a Jedi because she leaves the Jedi Order before any of that happened. So I don't know if that makes a difference. <laughs> so, so just technicality, she's like, no, 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 I'm not really a Jedi. Because <laughs> yeah. she's like, oh, okay, you're good. 
But anything like so the video game, the the fallen Jedi or fallen order, whatever it is, like Cal Kestis or whatever, he's being hunted the whole time. That's part of the storyline. And so, yeah, um, technically, they'd they'd be they'd be hunting. I guess not at that point yet. Never mind. What? I was gonna say Luke, Luke? but but Luke was like not a Jedi. He's a baby. He's a baby. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. That whole thing is just kind of weird. But it it seems. I mean, it seems fine. We'll we'll see how it goes. He's definitely. It looks like it's coming off of Tatooine. It's not going to be there the whole time, which is cool. I don't need to be on Tatooine for however so, many episodes this is. So mm-hmm. okay, I'm curious about these Inquisitors, Jeff. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me brought this up. Mm-hmm. Do they work for the Empire? Red lightsabers. Yes. Okay, okay. I was going to say, do they? Yeah, they're in, uh, they're Palpatines. Okay, was, okay, that makes sense. People, right? <laughs> and I the think they're Palpatine force... pals. Yeah. They're Force users, but they're not Sith, right? Like, they're Force-sensitive. Okay. They can use the Force a little bit, but they're not full-on Sith Lords, right? Because they're, at this time, they be two, right? They could, it's Vader and yeah. Palpatine. That's I was just it. thinking it would be interesting if there was this other group that was hunting all Jedi, so, like, they'd be after... And Sith, I guess. They'd be after at least Darth Vader. I don't think is is the Emperor being a Sith like common knowledge? Probably not, right? No, I think that's supposed to be hidden from everybody. Like no one really knows that he's a Sith Lord. A Sith Lord? Uh yeah, I mean it's cool that they, they have a line in the movie, like it's easy to hunt Jedi because they're predictable and all you have to do is Basically, do something bad to people, and then their instincts to do good, lure, you know, uh, lures them out. So that's yeah, that's an interesting idea. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, yeah, but it's, but it's Disney Plus. So like, how far are they going to take that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so that was that. Um, that's really the only like uh, like news. But I have watched um, Winning Time, the new Lakers show on HBO. Okay. I don't know if you guys started that. I saw episode Definitely one yet. so far. Uh, it's pretty good, right? So this is about the Lakers and how um, Jerry Buss, so far anyway, about how Jerry Buss gets the team and drafting Magic Johnson and everything. The cast, I mean, John C. Riley is playing Jerry Buss. It looks really freaking good. <laughs> um, oh, what's that? Arc? Jason Clark, I think is his name. He's playing Jerry West. <laughs> looks really good. Uh, Magic Johnson, not not so much. Him and uh, him and Kareem are so far. Yeah. Oh, they also showed Norm Nixon. They don't yeah. quite look like the, yeah, the people. It's, but... yeah. <laughs> I can imagine why. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to cast those roles, but I, I don't know. It looks it looks really good. Um, or in the first episode, I really enjoyed. There's that. I've continued to make progress on Peacemaker. I think I have two episodes left. I'm okay. what, really what do you think? What do you think that. of what do you think of Peacemaker? Really enjoy it. I'm I'm loving it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just uh, got to find the time to watch it. But when I do, it's pretty good. Like I said, I think speaking of like wrestlers like John Cena, he yeah. got out of there just in time. He seems to be doing all right, and he's pretty damn good in this. Mm-hmm. Along with the whole cast, I really am really enjoying um, the girl. Which I found out, I guess that's James Gunn's girlfriend or wife or something. Yeah. Who seems like she's thirty years younger than him. I don't know yeah, how that works. She's but, uh, she's mm-hmm. a smoke show. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, she's doing good. But the, the other girl, the the other dude, the vigilante, they're all, everyone, I love that <laughs> Vigilante's show. fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> so, two, two, it's still just two episodes in with like Steve Agee. Uh, he keeps calling him Die Beard. <laughs> yeah. He's good. So, yeah, so far, uh, yeah, 
really digging it. And I, I dust, I literally dusted off the Xbox the other day because oh. uh, it couldn't read anything. So I had to go in there and get some dust remover and blow it into the. It was like old Nintendo days, blow it into my <laughs> Xbox to get it to read. And I played Portal Two. Oh, so there you go. That's the kind of games I play these days. Noise. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, but it's like. What I'm like four generations away from the Xbox that that came out for, but whatever. <laughs> Threw it in there and it worked. So speaking of uh, Portal and and movies coming up, uh, I, I came across. Um, so so for Sonic the Hedgehog, the the Tails character um, is is voiced by this woman named Colleen O'Shaughnessy, and I don't know when or where this happened, but somebody recorded her. Doing the the Cave Johnson speech as Tails. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 cute. Um, That's great. Yeah, I'll burn your damn house down <laughs> with the lemons. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they kept her for the movie because she's been the t- the voice of Tails for forever. Yeah, like I know she's. And a few of the cartoon shows. I keep I keep making the same stupid joke about uh, Idris Elba as Knuckles, which is stupid, sexy Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, and, anything else, Jeff? Well, I was gonna say just playing Portal Two, Portal and then 2. like I'm not I didn't get that far into it, but just all the the Gladys lines and stuff about being fat and. And just, oh, oh, you got about 70 years of testing. And then I'll take on a new hobby, like reincarnation. And just, I just, everything. Oh the, the Gladys character is the, There's the some, same. some amazing writing there with like, yeah. when Wheatley tries to use those same insults against yeah, you later yeah, in the yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But, You're an orphan. <laughs> yeah. But just her, her stuff. It's, I don't know. Everything about that game, it's, the, the first two games is... Well, I guess the only two, but mm-hmm. I forgot that Portal Two was Xbox One because I was I was trying to look, looking through my games, I couldn't find it. And did, I went to the other. Do like, they oh, not? Crap. Can you not buy like the orange box, or whatever, as like the backward compatible thing? You probably can, but I have the disc, so I was right. just yeah, trying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna pay for it if I had it, and so they wouldn't read the disc. I was like, God damn! I just. Stuck the air air duster thing in there, and then snorted some up my nose and played the game. <laughs> yeah, you did that thing where you you, you held on to the the can after blowing it because it gets super cold. Yeah, I actually blew a little liquid into the into the Xbox, but yeah. it didn't seem to make a difference. It's fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, I really haven't had my Xbox in forever. Like I, none of my passwords are wrong. It, it, it took forever <laughs> to. You're not connected. I was like, what? You still have your connect, Jeff. I do. It, yeah. I, I don't know if it's still hooked up, my, but it's still on the entertainment console out there. My 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 broke like almost instantly. Like I used it for like the first week I got it to play was it Dead Rising three, and then the, just the freaking thing stopped working, and that was that. And then Microsoft just like yeah, we're not gonna do any more of that <laughs> for any of our future consoles. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I know the the, uh, the niece and nephew are over, and I was going to try to get like Dance Dance Revolution or whatever the the dance game was, okay. Just Dance, Just dance whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet they'd like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I couldn't get. I was like, I was too busy drinking and uh, 
and their attention span is not very long. Like, oh, we're, Uncle Jeff, we're just going to go play the Switch in your bedroom and watch YouTube videos. I'm like, all right, fine, go do that. Like, it's easier. <laughs> Uncle Jeff's got some drinking to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's all I got for this week. Okay. There uh, it is. I think we're good. All right. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.